Amplify Music Communities is a global continuation of our Amplify Music Conference in which we take a journey around the world to take a look within the music ecosystems of various cities, states, and regions. We'll hear what's happening at the ground level from leaders in these communities, and today we'll visit with three leaders from Northwest Arkansas here in the U.S. We have with us today Troy Campbell, Executive Director of House of Songs, Leah Uribe, Associate Chair and Associate Professor from, of Music from the University of Arkansas, and Anthony Ball, Program Director of Music Moves. Welcome, all of you folks from Northwest Arkansas. It's great to see you, and, and we'll start with Leah. Leah, tell us a little bit about what your role is in the music ecosystem there in Northwest Arkansas. Absolutely. Thank you so much for this opportunity. How exciting to be among these uh, amazing leaders in the area. I am a bassoonist by training, and um, one of my um, uh, jobs right here at the university is being the bassoon professor. But uh, for the last few years, I have stepped into other roles, one of them being administration. As associate chair, I lead with many other, uh, I lead many other initiatives. And um, in the community, I am also active uh, with organizations like the Walton Arts Center, in which I co-chair a diversity, equity, inclusion um, committee. I serve uh, um, in uh, cash uh, at some capacity uh, in an advisory board. I um, work with Mid-America Arts Alliance and Artists Inc., providing professional development for artists and um, work with our NPR affiliate, KUAF, uh, with a show uh, of classical music and other music that center uh, programming around diversity, equity, inclusion. And that's kind of the theme that connects all of my doings, uh, how to diversify and represent the identities that I carry within me. Great, thank you. Troy. Hi, Storm, thanks for having me. Uh, I guess my role, uh, if I wanna look at it close enough, is I'm the Sherpa for bringing international artists uh, together with regional artists here uh, and trying to cultivate that relationship so that we not only uh, increase import, but we exponentially create, create export, which is what my goal was in Austin. And my goal is here is how do we get artists to a point where they can export themselves as a commodity, but also Northwest Arkansas is being perceived as inviting to creatives as well too. Oh, excellent, excellent. And Anthony, how are you? Hey, I'm good, man. Thanks for having me, Storm. Uh, so I'm a musician by trade. I'm a percussionist. Uh, but I, I run two organizations. Music Moves is our nonprofit. Uh, we promote Black African-American uh, music history. Uh, we amplify that through performance and curriculum. Uh, we've Last year, we've created a curriculum that goes into uh, schools K through 12. Uh, so that's something we're really excited about. Uh, and as well, I, I run a for-profit business, uh, Smooth Man Music Productions. We're a, a booking agency, primarily in the, in the private sector. Um, we, we, uh, we, we, we contract about 40 to 50 musicians uh, every year, um, primarily in the, in the private sector. So, um, so, but yeah, but we, we, we I'm, I'm a musician uh, and I, I promote, you know, musicians and I, huge advocate for the, for the arts. Awesome. 
well, all of you are absolutely making contributions to the to the great things happening there in Northwest Arkansas. So it's a pleasure to have you all here today. I want to start by asking you all, let's, let's provide a little bit of context for anyone listening or watching this. Let's talk about the unique features of Northwest Arkansas's music community and, and the geography and all of that and how it impacts music. Um, Leah, you want to speak to that? Absolutely. So I come to these, uh, you know, I came to Northwest Arkansas in 2013 uh, when I was hired uh, by the university in the music department. And uh, I came specifically to take this role in the world of classical music. Um, I also play with uh, our regional symphony orchestra, Symphony of Northwest Arkansas. Um, but since uh, I have a deep interest, always have had uh, in connecting with community. And I realized that the university uh, top of the hill was a little uh, disassociated with the, uh, you know, from the other happening. So um, through bridging those connections, I have found the richness, not only in musical genres, but also um, diversity in different communities that we find all over. And also, the, you know, the, the very unique characteristic of the area that is not only Fayetteville, the city where I am based on, but also Springdale and Rogers and Bentonville and everything in between each of these towns with uh, its own identity and richness, but all together, this very, very fruitful and, um, you know, diverse area. So that's one of the, uh, the characteristics that I, uh, you know, I appreciate about this area. And of course, uh, back to my own identity as a classical musician, that uh, diversity in within the classical music, contemporary music, newer uh, degrees and offerings and the uh, roots movements and everything in between as well. Thank you, Troy. What are your thoughts? Uh, I on think, that? yeah. Well, we—it's unique that we're at the foothills of the, the Ozark Mountains, and I grew up in the Appalachians in Southern Ohio. So when I first got here to do a film, actually, uh, it felt really cozy to me. So part of the geography that I see is, and like Anthony, I was a touring musician, so I would play everywhere but this area historically prior to this because there weren't a lot of venues except for Fayetteville. And I'm finding more and more people are finding inroads and being more attracted to the area. So in terms of geography, I think it reminds me of Austin when I was there in 1990. Cool, cool. And, and um, Anthony, what, what, are your, what are your insights on that? Yeah, so, so much towards what, what Troy mentioned, uh, this is the Ozarks. Uh, so that's a huge part of, of who we are. Uh, we love outdoors. Uh, roots music is, is, is huge in this area. I'm, I'm originally from, I'm an Arkansas boy through and through, originally from east, the eastern side of Arkansas, no, uh, West Memphis, Arkansas, where, you know, black gospel, um, you know, blues is really, really huge. Um, so root Roots music is, is really, really huge in our area. And when I, when I came here, uh, I, I just saw, uh, I, I came here in 2007 to go to school. I had a, a, a degree, to, well, I had a scholarship to go to the U of A. Uh, and there was just a huge appetite for music. Uh, there, were, there were so many bands uh, that I saw when I was when I when I first came here, you could you you could find uh, funk bands and uh, rock bands, uh, bluegrass. But I was I was introduced to so much so many different forms of uh, entertainment, uh, and somehow somehow uh, you know uh, that went away 
the diversity of it, I feel, but uh, the appetite for it increased uh, and is increasing. So uh, that's that's kind of that's kind of Northwest Arkansas. Uh, you know, we it's it's the Ozarks, we, and we love we love our roots music. And I understand that Northwest Arkansas, at least last I heard, was a quickly growing area there, right? And and you all are probably you are probably experiencing that personally. The, so uh, it's good to hear that it sounds like the music ecosystem is growing right along with it. Is that a is that a fair statement? Absolutely. What's that, Leah? I was just saying, uh, I was a student at the University of Arkansas in the early 2000s. And when I came back, you know, 10 years later, I found a completely different scene, you know, in every aspect of the region itself and, and uh, you know, the music industry and the, the developments is amazing. Mm -hmm. Very good. Now, let's talk about the remainder of 2021 and, and, and into 2020, 20, 2022, excuse me. What actions and impacts do you think you're expecting over that period? And what trends are you seeing that are promising for the area? Or, or are there any trends that worry you uh, among those? Um, and I'll open this up to anyone who wants to address that question. I'll step in. I, I think one of the trends that I'm really, really excited about, I, I think one of the silver linings of the pandemic has pushed all of us outside. Uh, and, and one of the things that I've, I've kind of always kind of tested was doing earlier shows. Uh, when I was in college, man, shows would start at 9 and 10 o'clock at night. Uh, and that was amazing, too. I was, I was a 19, 20-year-old. Uh, but now, as, as a dad, and I have a family, and all of my friends are as well, um, you know, like I also un understand that those people still want to go out and experience uh, live entertainment and, and the arts so and what with the beautiful greenery uh, in, the, in the rolling hills that we have in Northwest Arkansas, outside shows have become a huge trend in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, and, and people are con just consuming music in a different way. It's just not the bar uh, or, or the theater. Uh, people are going under tents and pavilions uh, in the downtown areas. Uh, and experiencing music all over the place, and I'm hoping, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of banking on that not going away because we love, like I said, we love our outdoors in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, I, I kind of want to add a little bit on that. You know, statement. We're not the same. I mean, I have changed as a person. We have changed as an ecosystem because of, of the pandemic, because of all of these conversations uh, around the killing of George Floyd and these important conversations about reorganizing and rebalancing societies and who has access to what, who is represented in the programming we do. So I have seen uh, in my own organization and, and, and the ones that I uh, frequent or participate in um, a deep uh, questioning inside. And those questions have um, kind of guiding some of the decisions, perhaps not to the extent that I would like to see it, but at least uh, the beginning of changes. So for example, Symphony of Northwest Arkansas is being really proactive, creating opportunities of chamber music, ensemble concerts uh, that are curated by minority musicians that um, is highlighting the music of uh, uh, you know, traditional 
traditionally uh, marginalized comp composers or historically marginalized composers. So there's a consciousness underlying that, of course, many of us that are, have been affected by the inequalities are moving and supporting and waiting for them to happen. But uh, there's some consciousness uh, at the bottom of all of these decision making, filtering, uh, programming artists, guest artists, um, access, uh, what communities do we want to be involved? How do we want to reach out to them? So there, there's for sure uh, uh, an important change happening in that regard. Yeah, I, I agree with both my colleagues that uh, that desire and mix with outdoor culture here, which is really driving and thriving here, uh, just the uh, ability to see that, that those folks coming in and the folks that are uh, benefiting our audience, really. So the artists have more opportunities. And during this last year, uh, there's been the move to the uh, to doing things in new, untraditional ways, you know, or traditional ways that have been uh, not visited in a long time. So, you know, mobile concerts, concerts that are in uh, outside of homes. Uh, this is bringing our community together out of just the desire to find a way to be together. And that's that's really hope. That's hope giving as a, as an artist myself that people will go to any length. When prior to this, it felt like, you know, it was pulling teeth sometimes to get people to come out to a show unless you really, really spent a lot of time focusing the message that was going to get across or the artist was just so undeniable. And it wasn't just a touring artist, but it was one of our some, one of our many truthful, uh, tough artists that live here. That's, if I may add to that, uh, that's such a beautiful discovery that uh, we have found uh, reconnecting with local artistry. Uh, and in, 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 in part of that was the need because we couldn't have people coming and touring, right? So we had to tend to that richness and that treasure that we had available for all of these years, but we were overlooking. So really redefining community in terms of our diverse community that attends, but also our community of local artists. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. Well, that, that's great to hear. And uh, uh, such, such, positive, such a positive direction, everything's moving in, in, in certainly a, a, a negative situation. And thinking beyond even, you know, early 2022, when, when you look really long term, if you can break out the crystal ball, what successes or boosts or obstacle removals might make a big difference in your in your music community, and and again, I'll open that up to anyone. For the longer think, term, uh, what does it look like? Yeah, longer term, uh, I'm hopeful. There's you know, there's once again be a there'll be a surge of uh, people needing to play and tour and go, and the local artists have a little better platform now, or a little better awareness, like Leah was saying, which to me is all that some artists need. They just need to be seen. And they will do the rest. I mean, that's how art should work, right? Should speak to you. So I, I'm looking forward to, to some of these things, but some of the barriers will be complacency. And so that that worries me that people will lay back and, and uh, they're so traumatized by the last year that they'll stop going out to things. But I think there'll be an initial push. And what we do with that is probably the most important thing. Uh, what we do with that information and, and the way people are driven uh, will define how we as artists or art, arts leaders run up ahead of that movement of people and cheer them rather than keep trying to pull them to the side to what we're doing. You know, one day we won't need as many uh, music nonprofits. In Austin, Texas, where I was from, there was a statement at one of the meetings that was, uh, we have over 130 music nonprofits. And I said, are you bragging? 
that just makes me depressed that we have to do that. There's, there should be focus. Those nonprofits, we should be working together. And that's what I see as hopeful here is that we do have umbrella, an umbrella like cash or even the Walton Family Foundation or uh, any a number of organizations that are looking over the big picture and making sure, for example, the three of us have uh, the tools we need you know, in the room we need to try to solve the problems from the ground. Mm. I see. Yeah, I, um, I want to add uh, the role of the university in this growing and organizing knowledge and providing opportunities for a new way of embracing music. And we have gone also, we had the opportunity to reflect upon ourselves and the offerings we have and the needs to, um, you know, formalize and offer opportunities for students that want to enter music industry in a, you know, have the, the, the tools in hand that we can provide to them or other styles of music. So we're also reconsidering our role. Um, obviously, we want to hold to the things that we know very well, but we want to expand to serve these uh, many changes that the um, in music in general and especially our community um, is going through. I. Uh, uh, with what Troy said, the creation of cash was such an important, has been such an important change uh, in our community. It's a, it's a place that reminds us on a regular basis the importance of diversity in our uh, and connections with local artists and organizations and a way for us to regulate as well. Uh, so not one organization has all the power. It's like we are connecting, we are collaborating, we are working together. Mm -hmm. I know, I know one of the things that I'm, I'm looking at and, and, and uh, really closely at, uh, in Northwest Arkansas, we subsidize art a, a lot. This, this is kind of uh, towards what, what Troy mentioned uh, with having so many different nonprofits. Um, I, I, I don't want to get to a place to where um, we don't understand the value of, of, of art because it's, it's been subsidized. That's, that's kind of the blessing and the curse of of what we've experienced in Northwest Arkansas, because uh, I know you know I'll I'll have a, one of my my bands go to uh, you know Georgia's Majestic. That's like that's like our House of Blues here. We'll 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 go here and we'll charge ten bucks for for a cover, but you'll go to uh, the Amp and you'll pay ten bucks for a Grammy artist as well too. You know, uh, and you know I, I don't I don't want to get to the place to where we don't appreciate the music as well because what we what we know about art is um art art the best art especially coming from the black community it's always come from a movement of of emotions of of some sort it's never come it's never come from uh, you know from a from a grant or or uh, you know how much the ticket price is you you want to you want to make sure i, I guess i want to say you want to make sure it's authentic you know the artist is authentic, and the the the, the audience is well. They're authentic, and uh, and what we're doing, and 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 in our in our roles in this ecosystem as well too. And and uh, Anthony, you mentioned George's Majestic Lounge, a storied venue in in Fayetteville. I know that for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, for for our listeners and viewers, you might uh, you you mentioned the amp. Yeah, uh, you want to you want to give uh, everyone a, some context there for what the amp is. Yeah, so that's like our amphitheater uh, here. Um, I, I guess it's been here for like uh, it's, it's 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 been here for a long time in a smaller capacity, but uh, they've just built a beautiful uh, theater outdoors. It, it fits, I think, up to seven seven thousand people. 
uh, and, and we bring they bring everybody from I think Pitbull was just here uh, for the young kids out there. Trippy Red was just here. We got George Strait coming. Uh, just amazing artists again that you would normally not see in an area that's that's as small as uh, Northwest Arkansas. But uh, that's one of the blessings of of having such a rich. Um, you know, foundation like the Walton uh, Foundation and other, uh, you know, the the other, you know, larger uh, foundations that's in our area that, that brings that that level of support to the arts in Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. and the AMP is gonna is a satellite uh, place for the Walton Art Center. Uh, so the same organization that brings symphony and Broadway shows and uh, jazz and uh, other shows to the stage. Um, also runs this um, the AMP to bring uh, you know, opportunities for the larger community. And uh, again, speaking as a member of the board of the World Heart Center, uh, it's a great interest of us to mediate those two, you know, very different venues and make sure that uh, we reach to this huge out audience through our Broadway and our symphonic and educational programs. And, and we bring this to the larger community as well. So that's, a, that's been a good question for us to try to, to answer. How do we take inspiration from each one of these sites and, and reach out uh, in a very legitimate way with different programming to different audiences? Mm. Interesting. And, and Leah, you, you mentioned again that you are on the board of the Walton Arts Center, but you also mentioned earlier that you are on the board of CASH, and, and that word has come up a couple of times. Uh, let's talk about CASH real quick, again, for context. What, what is CASH? And what are what are they doing in your? I just want to clarify that they they have a provisional board advisory board. Mm -hmm. They're in the process of restructuring everything, so okay. I'm not like an official board member, but I have served in conversations um, in trying to define the direction of cash and cash. Uh, does anybody know the acronym for that, or do I have it here? <laughs> cash. Oh, cash is the Creative Arkansas Community Hub and Exchange. Uh, and the idea takes me uh, a while to memorize. It's going to take me longer. But, yeah, that's a long um, one. That's a long one. even have it near you, though. Cause I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> but the idea is to have a hub, like, like the name indicates, where all artists from the area can, uh, you know, connect. So they have programming, they have a um, um, uh, resource, uh, desk resource with all information. They're working on the creation of a calendar. They have moved initiatives to provide grants uh, within the context of COVID and after as well for local artists that were suffer because of lack of um, opportunities to work. Um, they uh, have residencies. Uh, the one that I can think of is MERS, uh, 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 hip hop artist based in California that is coming on monthly basis to work with uh, musicians of any level interested uh, in, uh, you know, hip hop or anything like it, uh, you know, finding their path as artists. They also pro um, support professional development for artists and projects. So if there's a call for uh, public art, they not only provide, you know, the request for qualification, they also help artists in how to apply for those uh, initiatives, how to put together a um, resume and, a, a, you know, artist statement. So all of these things that compete to all artists, type of um, information we don't get clearly or takes a long time to take in our life experience, right, or at school. So, you know, providing that support to artists from every aspect of the, the things we do. So very important organization that really is changing dynamics 
within with our community. Cash is the largest toolbox you can have in your community to help your artists uh, and, and, and people that want to put on artists. That's, that's what I put it in. It's the largest toolbox of, of many great individuals uh, that help us do what we do. And creating that sense of community, right? Because we feel isolated many times. I have felt isolated as an artist, but having a place where I can, you know, collaborate with my fellow, you know, Anthony Ball and, and his program or go visit Troy and House of Songs and know that we exist and uh, we know each other and we can partner at many levels uh, at any time because we now we know each other. Mm -hmm. What a great asset to have uh, an organization like Cash yeah. And you all talk a lot about the creators and the artists it supports. What about what about music industry participants who are not artists or creators in your community? What what programs or support systems do you have for those folks? Yeah. Any that you can think of? You know what you 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 mentioned that, and I've never I've never heard anybody ask that question. That was a really really good question uh, when I saw that this morning, uh, and I, I really couldn't come up. Uh, I think that's, that may be the next step we would have in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, and, I, and I think that kind of goes towards my last, um, you know, comment about how do we build an authentic artist, artist community and an authentic consumer community as well, too. Uh, you know, because art, like now... Now, you know, we, we mentioned uh, off camera that we all linked up at uh, in Lafayette. We went to, uh, it was called. Uh, the Music Cities Convention. Music City, Music City It was the most amazing uh, conference that I've ever been to. Uh, it was so empowering. And I never looked at, at music as a tool to build up a community. You know, I've always had the, the, the saying that music is the soul of a community. But I never went the next step to look at it as a tool for the uh, for for a community to do whatever you would want it to do, uh, you know. So I, I think I love that you asked that question. That that just makes me think a little bit deeper about what we do, uh, and I'm definitely going to focus on that um, moving forward. Mm -hmm. right, Leah, I'd imagine you have students who are. Absolutely. And I, I, you know, from the university perspective, that's uh, uh, something that has been embedded in our, you know, search for new offerings and formalized offerings to our students. We're actually in the process of, uh, you know, revamping our uh, or really maybe changing direction of the um, music business degree we have been uh, offering the concentration in music business and, and really be able to eventually offer a music industry um, a degree or certification or something like it to serve um, our students. So that's something that we we have the you know the advantage of the university, as you know, a storm uh, also from your uh, school of music uh, is that we have these bright minds, you know, doing research and really at the forefront. We should be at the forefront of um, what is needed in music, right? Uh, so capitalizing on all of these, the human resources that we have and also other resources that the university provides for research and such, how can we add from that perspective to, to our music ecosystem? 
Um, I'm also thinking that part of the music industry is those conversations like Anthony uh, mentions, you know, the power that music has to influence platforms, to rebalance, uh, you know, roles. Um, I run a, a music series called Reflections uh, that is supported by the university and Reflections music series uses music as an excuse to talk about creative and social justice. So we bring artists to have conversations with our local artists and students and arts organizations to provide examples of how we can disrupt the system. And at the same time, we offer excellent concerts in any genre of music. We can also um, represent uh, through the programming. We can also um, you know, um, provide opportunities for social impact uh, when we go to places with our music and affect other communities. So uh, that's also the effect of this music industry and that idea that is more than the concert experience, it's more than the entertainment uh, you know, experience, it's these other powers that we need to uh, be versed on. You know? I think when you, the question as you look at it is hard for us in an area that uh, when you're asking music participants. So coming from some other areas where that instantly means the ecosystem to me, it's the people that work at the bars, the people that do the sound, the people that are the agents, the club owners, every part of the ecosystem. We were initially in the last few years, just addressing the fact that how do we get attention to musicians? How do we find a way to get someone to want to open a venue? You know, uh, how do we want to be something more than a pass through, you know, if that, so we were really digging into that question and starting to understand that. And uh, when the pandemic hit, it, it started isolating us, but we started hearing the voices and we started understanding who was affected. It wasn't just about us in the stage and playing. It was an, an entire economy. You know, back in Austin, it was a $1.9 billion a year economic driver that sadly the city of Austin, and I've argued with them year after year back then when I lived there, uh, that why aren't you even putting back 3% towards research and development, towards uh, support? Uh, it was just such a tiny amount that was put in and you pay for that later. You pay for it at the moment if you're an artist and you're a venue owner, but the, the entire economy pays for it later. So here, we're just discovering, and the pandemic helped reveal some of that, the loss that we were feeling, uh, what was missing. Uh, and so hopefully after this, we'll be a bit closer. You know, I'm aware of, you know, what places closed down, what places hung in there, what places supported artists after the fact. Uh, so I don't know. It's a, a good question, but we're fairly, fairly fresh in this. So we're not uh, on a larger scale like in Austin or in New Orleans where there's, it's just, it's just, you know, systemic, it's part of it here, here. It's, uh, it's, it feels fairly new or re it was just becoming revitalized. So mm -hmm. uh, I think there are orgs that will pop up as a result of that, like uh, women in music programs and support groups for people that, you know, uh, are agents or something, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but a way for there to be more dialogue. But I think, I think, the recognition of that, and that's why I enjoyed that question, was that all of us were sort of stunned. Like, I wonder, I was sort of like, I wonder, oh, yeah, everybody else. <laughs> well, Troy, you talk about women in music and, and other organizations that could pop up. And, and we've talked certainly about a lot of initiatives and new programs. So I, I just, just to make sure we've covered our bases here, you know, any other new programs or new organizations or new businesses that have emerged since the beginning of 2020 that have been 
interesting to add to the mix. I'll, I'll add this, um, and I don't know if you can call it a new business, or, or I, I, you can you can call it a new camaraderie. Uh, this mm -hmm. this this pandemic has built such a, a huge sense of community. Uh, you know, with all of the you know, the the booking agents, the studio guys, the teachers, uh, the larger institutions. Every like before, uh, like Leah mentioned everybody was kind of in their corner. And I, I know every city can kind of attest to that when you're going so much. Uh, you know, even even the older generations always tell us, for, you're moving too fast. <laughs> but when, when, you're, when you're moving so fast, you don't get to appreciate everybody. You don't get to get all the details, what's going on over here. Uh, and it, it quickly got so saturated before the pandemic happened. You had a gala every weekend. You had uh, a thousand shows every weekend. Uh, some of them are the, even the same, uh, and we could have made it bigger uh, if we would have, you know, been talking with each other and collaborating with each other. And now with the pandemic, everybody having to pull back and slow down, uh, it gave us a really, really cool opportunity to say, hey, uh, I don't have anything going on. Uh, like, let's figure out what we can do. We've always talked. We've talked about doing something for four years. Let's figure this thing out and really, really scare, uh, like figure out how we can move forward and do something together. Uh, and that's one of the things, you know, I, I, that's, that's a, I guess that's one of the, a couple of, of the questions you asked. Uh, I hope that continues as well, too. Leah mentioned nobody was getting on the road coming to Northwest Arkansas when the, when the pandemic uh, hit. So we had to really, really look at each other uh, and say, hey, what, what do you have? What do you have? Let me bring my bread. I'll bring my chicken and <laughs> we'll, we'll, put a yeah. meal, we'll put a meal together. Uh, because I don't have a meal right now. So um, that was something that was really, really new and really, really refreshing uh, and something I hope that we continue. Because I think it, it brought such a, 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 a huge value to our area. I don't know if we all appreciate and knew what we had in Northwest Arkansas already, because this is such a transit community and uh, it's always about who's coming here and uh and sometimes you'll miss what's actually already here. Yeah, I, I second that. I, I think it allowed a lot of us to step back, especially my organization that was based around, uh, you know, international residency. So if you can think about collaboration in international residents, we could have just dropped dead. But a big part of it was our actual real goal was, you know, discourse. Our actual real goal is for artists to see inside another artist's life, uh, to know they're not alone. So the fact that we had a moment to step back, forced moment to step back, let us look at our assets. Unless we were completely in panic mode, I started looking at what I had to work with. And what I had to work with was a great community that we, previous to this, could the, the three of us could never stop long enough to actually, we'd see each other and smile and I'd be like, I really admire what you do. I, I wish I could hang out with you. And now we look at, okay, how do we make, what they're doing with what they're doing with what they have right now work and how do I bring something like, like you said, a lot of times a community people will bring a fork to a picnic and nothing else. And in this community, everybody brings something to the table and it makes for a fantastic. And it, it reminded me that I moved to a community and that's what I sensed when I got here, nothing like a pandemic as they've always said to bring you together. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I also think that, I mean, everybody had to reinvent themselves. 
regardless of uh, being brand new organizations or just the reimagination, the reinventing, because to me, my mind really doesn't make sense to try to accommodate to the needs of 2019 or, or pre-pandemic time or pre-social tension, really deep conversations and questionings. We have changed at the core. I know the organizations that I belong to, me as a musician, as a practicing artist, I have changed radically. And uh, my whole, you know, internal mission, visions, everything has been reconsidered. So we're all starting again. Excellent observations from all of you on this. And, and uh, I appreciate the analogy to the meal as well. Um, <laughs> very, very great. Um, still in the South, man. We're still in the South. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's talk about government and, you know, anyone who wants to to uh, address this, but your community level governments, what has been their role? What have they been doing to, to boost music in, in 2020 or what do you see in the future? I don't know how y'all feel, but it seems like uh, right around the same time cash came in, there was a concerted effort to get every, every town city in this area to understand that if they could participate in arts and in music, that it would strengthen and provide attraction of creatives, innovation, possibly relevancy, that, that sort of thing. So everybody started getting, we're gathering those tools early. And as much as I complain about Austin, I'll continue to complain about Austin. But I got here and I thought, well, we never even had a chance to do that back in the day. And things took off really fast. Here, there's a chance to perhaps do it right. You know, it's obvious to the three of us what's going to happen here if, uh, if we keep moving in the trajectory that we're moving, but if we try to build roads on a, you know, a rusty bridge, we're going to become the American healthcare system rather than a healthy, uh, healthy uh, system that we need here prior to a ton of traffic. I, um, I want to say that storm when I met you and I attended your session in Lafayette in the, um, the convention we were speaking of earlier, I was very inspired by your job as mediating between the university and the city and the many programs that you moved that were so important for students to get that connection and that opportunity to be part of the change of the city and how to affect each other. Um, I am still yet to see that happening in my area. I recently joined uh, the Fayetteville Arts Council uh, at the time that Anthony was um, leaving. So uh, Anthony has more to say about the work of this organization or this entity. And I'm hoping that eventually we are able to really involve, or at least from my perspective as a university professor, to bridge that gap and to be able to provide the opportunity for, uh, for both, uh, at least, uh, you know, to influence each other. We have also a great initiative in Fayetteville that um, uh, is going to start soon, the building of the Cultural Arts Corridor, um, which is a, a wonderful, you know, park, cultural park that is going to host uh, public art and events and community. So I am really excited that that's something that um, is going to affect us uh, to a great extent as, uh, as artists and as a community as well. Yeah, I, I, so when I, when I first moved here uh, in, in 2007, uh, the only show in town was Fayetteville. Um, you know, and now, um, you know, you can, you, it went from first Thursdays uh, in, in farmer's markets with art in, in Fayetteville to Benville. They host a, a first Friday and several other events. And they have, uh, they brought, you know, Benville Film Festival to the area where it brings you know, all the most amazing 
you know, uh, film directors in the world uh, to the area, culinary festival, bike festival, so many things going on in, in Benville. Um, Rogers has uh, the rail yard now where it's, it's, a, it's a park, a community park and a community stage, um, you know, with great production. Uh, they bring in shows on the weekends for families to come and the city to come gather at. Uh, Springdale, they're, they're reviving their downtown area. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's spread like wildfire. And it's so great to see that uh, all those cities getting behind it. Uh, I've always kind of liked to think I was at the intersection of business and art, uh, trying to get business folks to, 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 to talk to the arts folks and the arts folks to talk to the big business folks. Uh, and that's why that, 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 uh, that Music City uh, convention, it was so impactful and empowering for me because I've never been in a space where uh, I didn't have to do any of the talking and everybody else was talking about how much they love music uh, and how important it was to the city uh, and stuff like that. It was, it was amazing. And you're seeing that spread throughout Northwest Arkansas now uh, you're seeing the university uh, kind of bridge with the community now, you know, with people like Leah and Dr. Murdoch. We have an educator of the year, Grammy Award winning educator of the year, Dr. Murdoch at the University of Arkansas um, that just won this year. So uh, there's a lot of a lot of great things that's happening uh, on the on the city levels. Uh, Leah talked about the uh, the Arts Council. Uh, other cities are starting to look at that that concept and that model and implement that in their cities to promote art in their cities as well too because cities are starting to see the value uh, in in those councils uh, in in their in their cities. Fantastic segue, Anthony, to my next question. Uh, you mentioned how other cities are implementing that arts council concept, uh, and that's exciting. What other things could other cities learn from what's going on there in Northwest Arkansas and, and even better implement from what you all are doing? Maybe, maybe uh, if you look at our example, we're more of a cluster of towns and cities. So maybe it's a little bit more like North Carolina and Chapel Hill, that region. So uh, analogy I like to make is, so we've got things like Crystal Bridges here and Walton Arts Center and the university. So those are big treats. Those are very, very big trees. Uh, I'm, I'm a little tree that has been planted and the artists are trees. Our organizations are trees that are going to fill the canopy up in between these spaces. So when you have a forest and you have a canopy like that, then you got, then you got more free movement because people can go from place to place and feel like they can survive. And there's only 20 minutes really between a lot of these places, but that can feel like you're climbing a mountain uh, when you don't have the means. And so I like the idea that each of us in these little towns don't have to think, what's our big tree? It's our forests. Our part in the forest is the most important part. That's better than one tree, you know? I love that analogy. Go ahead, Leah. Like you, I love the analogy. But at the same time, like you were saying earlier, Troy, the, these yeah. different cities that are part of this ecosystem are being very careful and intentional into naming the person and the, the city entity that is going to have these internal conversations about uh, the arts, because we're very different in essence. So the needs of Fayetteville and the idiosyncrasy of Fayetteville is different than Springdale, it's different than Rogers, it's different than Bentonville. And keeping that also that, uh, you know, 
knowledge at the forefront that we're different communities, we belong to the whole forest, but we bring different things to the table and different needs as well. And responding to that uh, specifically has been very important uh, because we have different needs. Absolutely, absolutely. That feels, so, that feels like a beautiful painting right there. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Anthony. Uh, as we wrap up here today, and first of all, thank you so much. These, these have been such fantastic insights into an area that a lot of people don't think of immediately, and but they should when it comes to a, a thriving and successful and growing music ecosystem. But as we close out, I wonder if there's anything else you all would like to share about your experiences within within this this growth. Anything else? I just want to say that you know there are two things that carry me through this path of being an artist and a leader and an arts administrator, especially in this context of today. One is how do we, what do we do to promote leadership? and to pipeline leadership, right? How to uh, um, empower those communities that are not making decisions all the time, that historic, historically have not made decisions. So that's something that we can achieve in our platforms and we can join forces even more so to make sure that the next generation of leaders uh, look like us, you know, they're diverse, they, they know their communities, they bring that richness at the forefront of decision-making. And the other thing that is so pertinent to this time is how much healing we are giving to our community by the things that we do. And it is very much needed. The healing after this, you know, universal trauma, this pandemic, the healing after these centuries of inequalities that finally we are facing, we had to, and we are talking about it. So we have so much power in our hands. We, in this uh, call today, and we all musicians and artists, and I think that if we tap in those two things, we have a lot of work to do together. And it's beautiful, that opportunity we have to really transform and rebalance um, our environment. Any other thoughts? I really, I, I appreciate the conversation. Uh, you know, Northwest Arkansas has been, uh, it's, it's been such a, a great movie to watch uh, over the last, you know, I, I say five years, it's kind of exploded uh, in, a, in a sense. You know, it's, we, we're, 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 we're not Austin, we're, we're not a Chicago, we're not a Memphis, uh, we're Northwest Arkansas. Uh, it's, it's a rich, rich community. Uh, and I, and I, but I think it's because it's a community, though. Um, you know, I, I've been to larger cities where you got to go in there and you got to fight for what, what, everything uh, that, that, you, that you get. But uh, the, the really unique part of Northwest Arkansas is uh, you can go in and you can be a piece of the puzzle. You can be one of those trees that's in the forest. Uh, and, and, and it's not hard to get to the bigger trees, you know, that, that we call uh, you know, every everybody matters in our in our area, and that's the beautiful part of it. And, and I, I think, um, you know, going to my previous, comp, I, I I feel like that's why we'll we'll always be authentic because that's that'll be a piece that's just in our DNA in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, it's easy going, but it's 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 still quality and it's beautiful work that's been done in this in this area. Yeah, I think uh, finding a place. You know, I I spent most of my life on the road and. Finding a place where I could feel comfortable in my own skin is a, is a, a rare opportunity, especially as an artist who I think sometimes believes I'm supposed to be uncomfortable, which is just bullshit. Uh, 
So to find the others and then to do what you want, uh, that's the ultimate goal, I think, of an arts community or an artist. So I, I'm in a room right now filled with the others. Uh, you know, as a kid in Middletown, Ohio, looking at records, that's where I thought the others were, and they were, but then I found, found you all. So for me, that's, that's the one lesson that I got out of this, is that they weren't, it's not on the opposite side of the world for me. It's, it could be right next door if, I, if I'm willing to be interested enough. In, in that. So I don't know, this community has been teaching me more and more about that. I thought I'd come here and I've got to start all over. And I realized I needed to understand what it was like to be in my own skin. And so there's more power to that for me. Well, congratulations on the work you're doing, Troy and, and, and Anthony and mm -hmm. Leah. And, and speaking of the work you're doing, uh, Leah, I know as a fellow educator, the, the, the program there that, uh, that you are a part of and a leader in is is doing great things there at the University of Arkansas, and we're 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 quite aware of that in the educational field. A Anthony, is how do we learn more about Music Moves? Is there a website or anything that 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 uh, listeners and viewers should check out? Yeah, we we pride ourselves on being very very easy to find. Uh, music Moves at AR dot com ARs for Arkansas music moves AR dot com. We same as uh, for Instagram and Facebook as well too. Great. And, and Troy, what about House of Songs? Where could we find oh, the, more information? The, the easiest uh, place is thehouseofsongs.org, but you can look up the House of Songs PBS, and there's a wonderful episode on some of our adventures that went national. That's really easy to digest and get sort of uh, the in, an inside view of a life of a songwriter or a working person that's in the arts. Awesome. Awesome. And Leah, anything, any other place you'd point us to learn more about your your program. I, I invite everybody to check out Reflections with an X uh, music series and um, just Google, Google it is the only Reflections with a big X that is related to music and uh, I hope to have you all uh, at some point visit our project and be part of our conversations because what we want with Reflections is to create a movement and, and, and more um, you know, awareness of how the power that we have uh, with music. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you all so much. Thanks. Thanks to our guests today. And, and Northwest Arkansas is such a beautiful area and growing so quickly. But uh, clearly from our conversation today, it's obvious that there's a lot happening in the music ecosystem. So that concludes our conversation today. Thank you for checking out this edition of Amplify Music Communities. Learn more by going to amplifymusic.org slash communities, where you can subscribe to our podcast for more episodes. Thanks for listening. You have found one of our adventures now in the Marimel Podcast Network. You can find our shows everywhere that you listen to podcasts. We've got Amplify Music Conversations from the Amplify Music Conferences during the pandemic, Creative Innovators, and now Innovating Music. If you're interested in following up with us in any of these shows, please reach out on our websites, and you can find those in the show notes.